Tales from Ravenbrook. The Gardener. April 8th, 1995. In the quiet enclave of Ravenbrook, where rumors swirled like phantoms and whispers of the paranormal wove through the tapestry of everyday conversation, I meandered through the routines that had become the heartbeat of my solitary existence. My cottage, weathered by the years, nestled on the outskirts of town, harbored the echoes of a lifetime spent in quiet reflection. Its time-worn facade bore witness to what sometimes felt like eons of history etched upon my soul. This town had cradled my existence since birth, and I in return sought solace within the embrace of its familiar contours. Each morning I embarked on a ritual of tending to the garden that sprawled like a kaleidoscope of colors behind my modest home. The vibrant blooms swayed in the gentle breeze like a symphony of life that resonated through the quietude of the community that was the only home I have ever known. As I worked the soil, the verdant canvas beneath my weathered fingertips, the whispers of my personal history murmured in the rustling leaves. I spoke, perhaps more to the flowers than to any unseen audience, of days long past, when the town had thrived with youthful exuberance and the promise of endless possibilities. Yet life, like the seasons, inevitably waned, The tapestry of my existence unfolded, revealing chapters of love, loss, and the inexorable march of time that had left me a solitary figure within the confines of my home. The once-shared laughter of family and friends had faded into the recesses of memory, leaving me with only the company of my solitude. Now anyone who knows Ravenbrook is more than familiar with the peculiar tales of ghostly visitations and unexplained phenomena. To be honest, they meant nothing to me. I dismissed them as fantasies woven by idle minds. I made a conscious choice each day to instead immerse myself in the familiar and comforting rhythm of my daily life. The small community held its secrets, but my roots run deep within its soil and I found comfort in the routine that had become the heartbeat of my twilight years. That being said, as the years carved its path across my aged features, a subtle but significant shift in the rhythm of my existence unfolded. That shift is why we're here. Why I have a story worth telling at all. My garden, once a beautiful bastion of life, betrayed an eerie secret. Each touch, once nurturing, began to bore a sinister consequence. The vibrant blooms began to wither at my fingertips, and the whispers of the town's haunted history began to creep into the edges of my consciousness. I found my way to the truth. I am not a stupid man after all. The whispers were not mere specters of fanciful tales. Something was going on in this place. At a certain point, I could no longer deny the existence of some unholy communion between my touch and the demise of all that thrived in my presence. 
In the solitude of my cottage, a chilling awareness coursed through my veins. The garden had been my sanctuary for so long. Decades. Suddenly it bore the weight of a terrible secret. And the shadowy specter of my own mortality cast its long fingers across the threshold of my life. As each day passed, as each marigold or petunia or chrysanthemum withered between my once deft fingers, I felt more and more as if I stood on the precipice of a journey that would unravel me entirely. A subtle awareness settled upon me, the truly unsettling fact that, with every life force that drained from the decaying petals, a rejuvenating energy coursed through my veins. Some sort of spectral communion with the flowers emerged as a paradoxical source of vitality. Each wilting blossom was a sacrifice to a hunger within me that was becoming truly insatiable. It was a conduit of life, and with every passing week the grinding hum of my aches and pains diminished. The gnarled hands that once bore the weight of decades began to ease, the weariness etched upon my features gradually replaced and rejuvenated. With every stolen breath, I found an unwitting fountain of youth within the withering petals. Oh, the town's normal rhythm continued. It was a strong place. I'm not sure exactly what I mean by that. Whether it was blissfully unaware of the darkness that lurked within it, or the darkness was merely built into it from the beginning. Regardless, I found myself impressed. But my insatiable hunger for life slowly began to manifest in darker deeds, as I became a spectral predator prowling the unsuspecting streets, drawn to the pulse of existence like a moth to a forbidden flame. Under the cover of night, I crept through the narrow alleyways, my eyes gleaming with a hunger as bright as any fire. The town's inhabitants remained seemingly oblivious to the encroaching darkness inside of me. The once thriving community became a hunting ground, and I a fiendish conductor orchestrating a symphony of stolen life. With each furtive touch, I drained the essence of life from those who crossed my path. The air thickened with the scent of despair and the shadows whispered secrets that only I could comprehend. As the life force coursed through my veins, my physical form underwent a transformation. Youthful vigor replaced the weariness, and the malevolent power pulsating within me rendered me both immortal and cursed. Slowly, the town succumbed to an undercurrent of unease. Nothing big, nothing dramatic, but the once vibrant community started to wither just like my garden. Its spirit slowly drained by an insidious force that slumbered within my heart. Whispers of inexplicable maladies and premature deaths hung in the air, leaving a trail of fear and suspicion in their wake. Yet the townsfolk clung to their mundane routines. The masquerade of normalcy persisted, 
but the shadows beneath the surface stretched and contorted, revealing the grotesque puppeteer orchestrating their lives. If I'm honest, I reveled in the chaos I sowed. It was an intoxicating sort of power, something that I never experienced in the long life that seemed more and more like a distant memory. One fateful night I stumbled upon an unforeseen consequence to my communion with stolen life. The faces of those I had drained emerged like spectral apparitions haunting my dreams, clawing at the remnants of my dwindling humanity. The eyes of the departed bore into my soul, accusing and tormented. Their silent screams felt like they were unraveling the threads of my sanity. Haunted by the ghosts of my deeds, I retreated to the only place that ever truly felt like home to me, my garden. I was, of course, hoping to find solace amidst the decaying remnants of the once beautiful blossoms. But even there, the echoes of my transgressions lingered, whispering accusations that reverberated through the barren landscape. See, the garden now mirrored the desolation within my own tormented heart. To put it simply, I was a mess. I didn't know who I was anymore, what I was anymore. I had never, in all my years, felt so completely lost. And suddenly a dissonant note in the night's symphony caught my attention. Something out of place. I peered over a row of withered trumpet vines and spotted a lone figure. It seemed to be one of those idiots claiming to be a paranormal investigator. He was fumbling through my garden with a misguided curiosity that was shockingly stereotypical. As I pulled back into the shadows, his flashlight danced from ruined planter to withered flower, illuminating the aftermath of my dark communion. The idiot, obviously unaware of the wickedness that surrounded him, pressed on with reckless determination. The soft rustle of leaves and the chilling breeze marked the backdrop of our clandestine encounter. As he ventured deeper into my garden, my every step mirrored his, concealing within the cloak of darkness and the sounds of his own footfalls. The air thickened with an electric tension. I could feel it in my pores. In the heart of the garden, surrounded by the twisted vines and desolation, I allowed the so-called investigator to stumble upon the epicenter of my darkness. His flashlight revealed just how far I had fallen into the abyss of my own greed. The remnants of a stolen life. The desiccated corpse lay on the old concrete pavers that I had hauled out here and carefully arranged more than 15 years ago. Its sunken eyes stared into the void with a hollow, lifeless gaze, skin stretched taut over skeletal remains, a macabre tapestry of decay, frozen in the grip of time. The secrets of its final moments forever trapped within a cocoon of parchment-like skin. I felt him gasp as much as I heard it, from mere inches behind him. A sudden movement, a predatory lunge from the shadows. The idiot, 
Startled and vulnerable, swung his arms in a desperate attempt to ward off his unseen assailant. Each blow of my young-again fists against his helpless and soft body echoed through the garden. A surprisingly disconcerting symphony beneath the silent moon. As my fists rained down on him, the shadows around me seemed to deepen, as if drawing strength from the nocturnal chaos. The idiot's futile attempts to resist me intensified. His breathing grew ragged, and I took a deep breath through my nose. The air hung heavy with the scent of his fear, and I pulled it into me greedily. I was not simply hungry. I was starving. As I stood over his near-lifeless, spasming body, a predatory awareness surged within me. I extended my trembling fingers toward his wrist. In a surge of agonizing energy that I cannot begin to explain, a life force drained from him and poured into every fiber of my being. His vacant eyes stared into the abyss as I withdrew, a silent witness to the grotesque metamorphosis that marked the conclusion of our encounter. The garden, now a stage for the dance between life and death, lay silent beneath the spectral gaze of the moon. Once the high began to fade, it occurred to me just how reckless I had become, how vulnerable. The fact that some idiot with a glorified Walkman figured out my role in all this. How long would it be before my fellow citizens, my neighbors, figured it out? The experience hung in the air. Was it really this fragile? The shadows, once my accomplices, now whispered warnings that resonated through the recesses of my conscience. I stood in that moment at the precipice of a choice that would shape the contours of my eternity. As I once again retreated into the shadows, a chilling awareness unfurled within me. The idiot on the ground before me was now nothing more than a victim of the very paranormal forces he sought to unravel. But a decision, a pact with the shadows that clung to my essence, took root within me. The echoes of stolen breaths and haunted gazes converged, urging me to embrace a compromise. The darkness within me, once unchecked and insatiable, whispered a sinister promise. A single life per decade. A morbid tithe to the shadows that had granted me unnatural vitality. And so, under the shroud of the moonlit night, I made a solemn vow. Ravenbrook, oblivious to the unholy covenant that now bound me, continued its rhythmic existence. The shadows, my eternal companions, embraced the pact that tethered me to a delicate balance between the abyss and immortality. As I vanished into the night, the whispers of the town's haunted history lingered in the air like a haunting refrain. I was but one more footnote. And the echoes of my descent into darkness resonated through the cobblestone streets, leaving behind a legacy etched in the stolen breaths of those who unknowingly danced with the abyss. (laughs) 